Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Pepe, one more chapter? Yeah? You want me to read one more? Okay, one more. She, we're losing her quick, you guys. She's starting to fall asleep. You have to stop this. Secret series by Pseudonymous Bosch, book five. Chapter 13, uh, page one, two, three. The Mummy's Laugh. Who pulled off my finger? I want my finger. The woods were cold and gray and the trees bare and ashen. Yoyoji ran faster and faster, but the voice behind him kept getting louder and louder. Who pulled off my finger? I want my finger. I didn't mean to take it, Yoyoji shouted over his shoulder. Cast through it to me. He could hear twigs breaking and leaves crunching his own footsteps of his pursuer, but he couldn't tell. Finger! I want my finger! The museum has it. I'll get it back for you, I promise. Finger! Finger! Just let me live, please. He tripped on a rock and fell on the ground. Winded and terrified, he looked up into the dark, yawning mouth of, Pull my finger! I want you to pull my finger! His little brother, Gahin, in his Spider-Man undoes, underoos, not as scary of a sight as a mouth of a mummy, perhaps, but equally unwelcoming. Pull my finger! repeated Gahan. Gahin pointing to his finger at his sleepy older brother. Go away, said Yoyoji, closing his eyes. Pull my finger. Do you guys know what pull my finger means? It means somebody's going to fart. Go away. Not until you pull my finger. What? Why? Just pull my finger, please. But fine, but then you have to leave my room. Yoyoji lifted his head off of the pillow and gave his brother's index finger a quick tug. Gahin grinned and let out a a loud fart. Knew it. (laughs) Thanks, I needed that, he said with exaggerated relief, and then started laughing hysterically. Dude, you're the worst you're worse than Max Ernest, said Yo Yoji as he groaned. Gahin shrugged. Mom said that you're going to be late for school, he shouted, running out of his older brother's room. Max Ernest was the last who arrived. The other students were bent over the desk taking taking a test. Sorry I'm late, he said to his math teacher, who was writing something on the chalkboard. I Max Ernest had a momentarily lapse. Why was he late? But his teacher appeared not to even notice. At least, he didn't turn around. Slightly unnerved, he sat down. His test was on his desk, along with his pencil. How could he have forgotten there was a test today I was so, that was so unlike him? When he saw what was written on the test, he frowned. There wasn't any words or numbers or any syllables or hieroglyphs. hieroglyphs. Strange that it would be a math test. Although, of course, an ancient Egyptians were very good at math. He glanced around the classroom. He could read hieroglyphs, yes, but sure to the other students, he would not be expected to translate. From ancient Egyptian, could this be a message written for only him? Max Ernest scrutinized the hieroglyphs, trying to make sense of it, of them. Secret, he sounded the words out, he sounded out loud, secret. For a second, he was thrilled with his discovery, and then he realized that it couldn't be the secret they were looking for. It was just a modern word. It was just the modern word rendered phonetically in hieroglyphs. 
when somebody was, was somebody playing a joke on him, taunting him? He looked up. The teacher was walking towards him. Wearing the clothes of a math teacher, he had the face of the mummy. The mummy grinned at Max Ernest, revealing a dark hole inside his head. Congratulations, Max Ernest. You figured it out. The mummy extended his four-fingered hand. Terrified, Max Ernest shook the mummy's hand, only to experience the electrifying jolt of his alarm clock. It was time to get up. Cassandra, my dear, come get, come get off your ear. The jester looked down at Cassandra, concerned concerned with with concerned eyes the bells on his hat gently jingled around them the red and white striped sides of the tent bellowed in the wind time is running out stop lying about Cass raised her head how long do i have she asked fighting the sense of panic that was overtaking her in an answer the jester picked up an hourglass of off of a card table and turned it over as the sand began to pour, the sides of the tent gave way and flew up into the wind as if they were light as paper. Cass blinked. When she opened her eyes, the jester was gone and she was standing in a vast, silent desert. Ahead of her, a black and white bird, a black and white bird, an abyss flew in circles above an enormous sand dune. Cass could feel the bird's dark eyes on her, waiting for her. She started walking towards the dune, her bare feet sliding back and forth in the sand with every step. On her finger, the gold abyss ring pulsed. It felt warm. Soon, Cass thought, I will know the secret. The points of her ears pricked in anticipation. Suddenly, a hot wind stirred the sand and forced the bird to flap its wings harder. The bird moved. The bird's movements became electric, with his circles larger. The wind got stronger and stronger until the sand was blowing big gusts off the top of the dune. The sand stung Cass's eyes and blew into her mouth and her hair and her ears. The abyss could no longer hold its position. With a single plaintive cry in Cass's direction, he flew off into the horizon. Protecting her face as well as she could, Cass trudged forward, determining, determined to reach the dune, but... The closer she got, the smaller the dune became. It was as if she were falling further and further away and rather than coming closer. By the end of time, she reached the spot where the dune had been. There, were only f there was only flat desert and lying exposed on the ground, the mummy. He sat up and looked at her. His eyes were the eyes of the abyss. What's the secret, she shouted, but her voice was lost in the wind. She tried to repeat her, her question, but the same words would not leave her lips. She stumbled, and then to regain her footing, stumbled again. The wind knocked her flat. She could only feel sand blowing into her, burying her. Soon, only her face and her right hand were uncovered. Sand swirled around the abyss ring as if simultaneously attracted and repelled by the opposite magnetic force. The mummy stood over her. Behind him, loose linen bandages blew in the wind. The secret? You want me to tell you the secret? He started to laugh. You have the ring. Give me the ring. He laughed harder and harder until she was entirely covered in sand and about to choke. And then she woke up with her face buried in her pillow. The mummy's ring pulling at a chain, the chain around her neck. Well, everybody's having weird dreams, probably including Peyton because she is asleep. Okay, see you guys tomorrow.